Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Emily. Thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reflection time today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of unity, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, as I read your words in scripture, I ask that you meet me here, that you reveal to me what it is that you want us to know about you from this text, that you show up and that you touch our hearts today. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through a prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. When Joseph got up from sleeping, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not know her intimately until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on this scripture, I am filled with so much joy. This is a foundational text in our faith, and most of us have grown up hearing it at Christmas services or Advent services. And in that context and beyond, it is so rich with the promises of the Lord. So we're going to talk about some of those today. So first of all, the author of this book, Matthew, was the tax collector, and he was Jewish, and this book is widely believed to be written to the Jewish people, so there's really important language and details that he includes 
to make the argument that Christ is the Messiah. Um, in particular, he repeats a phrase throughout Matthew, um, but heavily emphasized in Matthew 1 and 2, our text today, that says, all of this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. And he repeats that over and over, to fulfill the scripture, to fulfill the prophecy, to fulfill that which was spoken through the prophet, to tie this story, this account, back to the Old Testament prophecies and to show how Christ fulfilled all of them. He also includes the genealogy of Christ, which I would have read for you if I could pronounce any of these names, um, but he includes that to show the the lineage, the um, veracity of Christ's Messiahhood, um, that he came from the line that, that God said he would come from. There's also some interesting inclusions in here, um, which I love. He includes women, which was not a common practice at the time. Um, but he also, these names are just full of stories. They all mean stories to us. Stories of redemption with Tamar and Rahab and Ruth and Uriah's wife. Um, all of these stories that show that Christ came from a broken lineage to save a broken people. That he came to be among us, to not be above us. Um, he felt our sufferings. He entered into the brokenness to redeem us in that way. Every time Matthew says, you know, this was spoken to fulfill what was said by the prophet, he gives the text that he's referring to. In the text that I read, we see Isaiah 7 mentioned. Isaiah 7, 14 says, See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Matthew does this intentionally. He is writing this to give hope to the Jewish people that Christ is the Lord. Christ is the Messiah. So there's a very academic approach to it of saying, you know, this was spoken through the prophet. Remember, here's the text. Here's how Christ fulfilled this. The other thing that jumps out to me about these two passages is that although it was written to a Jewish audience, it remains tailored to us today, such as the nature of the sovereignty of the Lord and the inspiration of the text. Um, but even seeing when the angel says to Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary, she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. In a Jewish context, this could have said he will save God's people, which would have been more specifically tailored to the Jews. But instead it says Christ will save Christ's people. That's us. That's the hope for us here is that not only is the lineage of Christ sound, not only is the sovereignty of the Lord shown in the ways that Christ fulfilled all of these prophecies, verifying that he is in fact holy, he is the promised one, the Lord is alone, elevated above us in glory for his ability to see through time and space and fulfill all of these prophecies. Not only is that true, but also Christ is for us. He's not just for the Jewish population that would be reading this. He's for us too. The last thing I want to point out is the obedience that's described here. The Lord speaks and his people move. Joseph obeys. Mary obeys. People, The wise men, they obey. 
the Lord speaks to them, he appears to them, and they respond. So wrapping all of that up in an applicable thing for us today, I'd like to speak this truth over you. You can trust the Lord to do what he says he will do. You can obey because you can trust the Lord to do what he says he will do. O God, who keeps his promises, help us to lean on you and trust you today. Help us to listen to you and to respond in obedience and to look for the ways that you have provided for us the things that you've said you would do. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.